Hello all you gore fiends and horror hounds, this is Brett from Dimension Z. Uh, joined this week once again, like I always am, by Greg. How's it going, man? Uh, terrible. How about you? Uh, I mean, I'm not doing too bad, but yeah, it doesn't seem like uh, you're having too good of a time. Oh no, dude, I'm sick as all hell. Um, I had to go get my nose stabbed for a COVID test. Uh, not enjoying life at the moment, except for this. So this is cool. I like doing this. I was going to say, with, like, your puking and whatnot, like, it would almost been, like, imagine if we'd done City of the Living Dead this week. With oh, I wouldn't puking. have been able to watch City right now. <laughs> like, it would have been more fitting, but, like, the littlest thing right now could set me off, so no, there would be no City of the Living Dead being recorded right now. You're like, I'm almost living it. Like, I yeah. would, it's like, I would pray for a priest to come and make me just, just take it away. <laughs> yeah, just get rid of all the shit that this stuff keeps coming out of. I don't need the stomach. Yeah, if the stomach's gone, you can't puke. Exactly. Unless you're in City of the Living Dead. Exactly. But uh, we're not talking about that movie today. We already did that. Yeah, this week we are doing Maniac from 1980, the original Maniac. Directed by Bill uh, William Lustig and written and produced by Joe Spinell, who stars in the movie as uh, serial killer Frank Zito. Yeah, a very Ron Jeremy-esque looking man if you're unfamiliar with him. Oh yeah, very much so. He um and he's a like a character actor that's been in a ton of stuff. Like he was in Taxi Driver. Um I, I believe he was in The Godfather. Like how can you it. get any bigger than that? <laughs> yeah. Um before we get into the movie, I was looking some stuff up on the movie and I actually sent you a cool little thing I found. Oh fuck, was, uh... I didn't get to watch that. I just fucking remembered. Oh, uh, well anyway, it was a news report from the nineteen eighties about like the dangers of all these violent movies that children are watching these days and everything you know that 80s like satanic panic and horror movies and stuff and the new movie that was coming out that they kind of were focusing on was maniac which i love that it's like this new hip movie coming out maniac <laughs> yeah it's it just a cool little thing i thought worth noting down for the episode yeah, which um, I actually I've completely I'm fucking kicking myself now because I meant to watch that because I love the shit like that, like the exploitive like news shit where it's like maniac is killing your kids. Yeah, I I love that. I like looking up like old newsreels going against things that I love. It's a weird habit I have. Or like listening to like um Cisco and Ebert from uh the eighties rail on like the Friday the Thirteenth series. They're like, it's trash. It's nothing but trash. It's like, well, yep. yeah, but amazing trash exactly so you know how me and you are big fans of our openings with the title cards and everything yes i didn't know this movie started when it had started yeah it's just kind of it, it this the entire movie has a dream-like state to it yeah especially a part we'll hit later yes but yes um, it's got like this cold open, like where it's just kind of starting and you didn't realize you were even in for it yet. But, um, couple on the beach making out guy watching them. You know, when you go to the beach or like a real scenic thing, there's those binoculars you can put quarters in to use. Yeah. He's like using one of them things. Yeah. And he's just, and he does this throughout the entire movie. He's just breathing extremely heavy through a telescope. 
Yeah, I, I listed him like before as the grunting beach creeper. Yeah, that well, that's great. Oh, that'd be a great like B movie. Yeah, the grunting beach creeper. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna have to make that now, aren't we? Yeah. Oh, oh that'd be awesome. Well, yeah. we'd have to find a beach. Nah, just dump a bunch of sand in one of our backyards. Yeah. Mom, I need sand. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, they're uh the couple is like making out on the beach. But they're kind of making out, then, like, they're also, like, this guy has, like, no interest because he's falling asleep. I mean, maybe he got, like, narcolepsy. Or maybe they already did it, and he's like, I'm done, I'm falling asleep. <laughs> I did my true. work. Like he she, goes to look for sticks, right? Yeah, she's like, you have to go look for some wood. It's like, I just gave you some wood. <laughs> I'm so mad that I didn't, didn't put that one together. Well done. <laughs> a, a plus for Brett. Thank you. <laughs> But yeah, they go, he goes to look for what wood, which one, this doesn't look like a heavily wooded area behind the beach. It's New York, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, New York City. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know any wood you find is just driftwood that's washed upon shore. And probably not going to work out for you. And that's waterlogged. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, been it's, in it's the ocean. Water. Yeah. But hey, whatever. If it's gonna work, it's gonna work. But it's and also you have to think it's '80s New York City ocean water, so it might actually burn better. Oh, that's true. It's got so much like toxic pollution in it. Yeah, this is where the toxic Toxic Avenger came from. You know, like yes. <laughs> um, he slits the girlfriend's throat with a razor. Nothing much to it, standard, right? And the boyfriend comes back and gets the piano wire kill. Yeah, he kind of slits his throat with the piano wire. <laughs> Did you ever play the old Hitman video games? No. Oh, I always liked using the piano wire in that. It reminded me of that. But it, it and I do like the, and if I remember right, there's like blood coming out of his neck and shit. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Well, Savini um, worked on this and is actually in it, but. Yeah, they, uh, there's like, th when I was looking this up on Letterboxd to kind of like get some people's names and whatnot, because I'm trying to get better at that. There's three people that are actually named on Letterbox. Three characters. Tom Savini's character is called Disco Boy, <laughs> and his girlfriend I, is Disco Girl. That makes sense. They never get named early. No, not really. They but leave yeah. the disco club, and yeah. Um, the version of this I watched. I watched the Joe Bob Briggs version because he did it during his last um marathon during the summer. Yeah, and he had Tom Savini on, so like he talked at length about um that scene coming up later on when his head explodes. Oh, it's crazy good. It's one of the best scenes of the movie. Yeah. After the, the beach, did you get like, I mean, you've seen this before, but like, did you almost get the vibe? Like they're setting it up like it was a dream for a minute. Well, that's the, this entire movie. It, it does really well of like, at first it's very cut and dry. Like this first kill, it's uh, Frank kills uh, this couple and then he goes back to his apartment and just screams and cries. This dude's fucked up. This movie almost blurs that line of psychological thriller and horror to me, too. Yeah, this, um, I don't know if you've ever seen, like, a Henry Portrait of the Serial Killer. Yes. Um, this reminds me a lot of that as well, where it's almost like, it feels document, like, fuck, how would you say it? Documentary type? Documentarian? Documentarian? Yeah in nature where like how the camera is, it's kind of shaky cam. It's still kind of that grainy. It's almost like you're not supposed to be watching this. Yeah. And it's almost like a case study more than anything else too. Like what silent night, deadly night part two was trying to do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Maniac did. <laughs> um, 
his apartment is fucking weird. Um, one, he has scars all over him, which they zoom in, so zoom on. So I'm like, well, that's obviously important. But the dolls, mannequins, a mannequin in the bed is bloody. There's like posters of girls, but their boobs and lower areas are all scratched out. Yeah, and the the uh that picture is like hanging right beside a picture of like, um, the Virgin Mary. Yeah. And like Jesus with a cross, and it's like it's all over the place. Like one of my favorite uh, little like cutaway moments is when he's in the apartment, and there's the baby doll that's in the bird cage. Oh yeah, that's... it like a Cracker Jack. <laughs> it it honestly was a really well done. Like this guy's fucked up, and there's real things. Not not saying this accurately portrayed anything, but like that guy's like religious sometimes guys with like sexual repressed like confusion and shit like that so actually it was pretty well done i'm not saying accurate but actually following something there well and especially like later on throughout the movie we kind of start finding out why he's doing this as like his mother and whatnot and that's another huge like trope and serial killers that you see all the time is that okay they have mom issues it's some kind of weird religious stuff they love sex but like they like he scratches out like the boobs and whatnot so like but they can't watch it and it's just the shame way yeah. fucked yeah um, i just watched see no evil 2 today and that was playing with a lot of that kind of stuff yeah didn't you say daniel harris is in that yeah daniel harris is in see no evil 2 no like, like what the hell is it like a cameo or does she have like a good no. main character second build behind kane really yes that makes me like really interested in why i want to watch that movie now just because i know she's in it it's on Tubi right now. That's where I watch. Oh, it. nice. So yeah, Kane is back in See No Evil Two. Yes. Okay. I didn't know if it was the same like guy they or if it was a different. But okay. Yep. Um. Um. To bring up something that I thought of like throughout the movie as well. You've seen the Joker movie, right? Yeah. How much does this feel like the Joker movie? Exactly. Yeah. That's like kind of where I was getting at. It's more of like a psychological thriller than anything else. Like you see how the system has kind of failed this man like the decks were stacked the deck was stacked against him but he still was a piece of shit like at the same time like it, it's really 100 percent good good pull very joker like yeah it's where like okay he's already fucked up and he's not a good guy but society didn't help him at all be any nicer of a guy it just made him worse exactly yeah no that's a good pull very much like joker Thank you. That's one of my, uh, it was like 11 o'clock at night and I'm like eight beers in. I'm like, this movie sucks as Joker. I'm a genius. <laughs> well, we see him walking down the street after he leaves from killing the people and a hooker gets him to buy the ultimate for a hundred. She's naming all like the different packages. Kind of like when you go to order cable or internet. Yeah. It's like, um, it's like French, extra French around the world, everything. And then like the ultimate. And yeah. what's the difference between the everything and the ultimate? Like, what extra do you have? The ultimate gives you things you didn't know you want. The ultimate means I'm uh, you. You can kill me and take my scalp. Well, funny that you say that because that's exactly what happens. And he's like, um, really? Because that's exactly what I'm looking to do. <laughs> like the whole encounter once they're in the room and everything is weird because it's like you ever model show me like is making her pose, and then like gets almost weird when she starts getting sexual with him like like he wants it but doesn't want it at the same time it's very odd bizarre scene 
Well, from what I took from it, it's like almost like he really wants to have sex with her, but he just can't. Yeah, it's, it's that thing of like, bad. oh fuck, nothing's going on down there. Now I'm mad. Oh, that's where you're going with. It. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, like, that's possible. Because I like enjoy reading about serial killers and whatnot, and one of the things that you find constantly is like they can't finish unless they've just killed somebody. Some of these people. I know that was a big thing with Bundy. Yeah. Um, they just needed blue Jew. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> don't do that because we might get a promo code. Yeah, don't start do running that. ads. <laughs> <laughs> I don't got to put the beeping sensor over you again. God damn it, Brett. Oh, but I would love to like <laughs> if they did start us. Like we did get like a, a sponsor like that during this. Ep- oh, this would have been a fun episode for like, it. You know what he could have used? <laughs> exactly. It's a perfect segue. Um. And he's, he strangles that hooker, and he sees her face as someone else who we later find is his mom, but I'm like, whoever this is has fucked him up. And those have to be the cra- Whenever he's strangling her and she, he's, like, on top of her, those are, like, the craziest eyes I've ever seen in any movie. Oh, and it's just, like, his face is almost taking up the whole shot of the camera. It's it's frightening. Oh, it's huge. And it's, like, a widescreen movie. So it's, like, the yeah. enti- your entire television my 65 inch television is filled with Joe Spinell and I'm so happy rocking back and forth and like snots and sweats and everything. And he's like super out of shape too. Like, well, not super out of shape, but you can tell he's out of shape cause he's like wheezing and he yeah. can barely like even like kill her. It seems like it takes a lot out of him. Well, after like the strangling, he pukes and cries and scalps her. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, he cuts off her scalp to take on to take to another mannequin. Which where is he getting all these mannequins from all the time? Well, it shows when he gets back home, he's bringing a new mannequin home. Um, it's New York; stores are closing all the time. I can look past that. Yeah, he just well, that's true. I have to think that this is 1980s New York. Well, t- yeah. no, technically 1970s New York because it came out in '80. Yeah, so new stores are opening and closing all the time. So I I can look past that. Yeah, and yeah, by the end of it, he has a. F- hell of a collection of mannequins yeah there's like 10 of them in there um after that it's like this guy doesn't stop because he's back and he starts like disassembling a shotgun puts it in a guitar case and he leaves again yeah which i love it's almost like a uh like a mob kind of trope where it's like put the uh take your um gun apart and put it in like a violin case and you can just carry it around wherever yeah or like the flower delivery yeah yeah, from um, uh, fuck, Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we're just watching like a social distortion music video at this point in time. Yeah, really. But um, we get this shaky as hell heli- helicopter shot, like that. You know, just before they would use drone shots, helicopter shots, and I'm watching this and getting sick as hell. Yeah. Um, but you start hearing like the news is starting to pick up on the violence and everything. Well, uh, he's also, like, constantly watching the news of his, like, his own killings on the news. So he'll be sitting there nailing a scalp to a new mannequin, watching the news on what he's done. Yeah. And he's even sitting there to himself. He's, like, has a constant monologue going of, like, man, I need to stop doing this. I'm going to get caught. Yeah. I can't say, like, I really do like this movie. It's a thinker compared to what a lot of we do. Of what I, we do. I was going to say, I think this movie has the most notes I've ever taken on a movie. There's over a thousand words I did oh. on this. 
That's so weird because this one has has only two pages for me, which usually really? like three or four. Well, there's just so many little parts of this movie that I love that I was like, I don't want to miss this and I don't want to miss that. And yeah, oh, I'm letting you take the lead. What what happens after the shaky helicopter shot? Oh, let me see. Where am I? Well, I last I had was that he was still um sitting in the apartment and he was monologuing about like how he needs to stop this. Uh, as he nails the scalp. Onto the new mannequin. Yeah, and these guys got a smell, right? That's got a smell oh. terrible. Oh god, yeah. And there's like blood caked on it. And I love how he's always like chastising like the mannequins about their hair, like, oh, you got blood all over your hair. Like yeah. this guy lives in New York careful. City. There's not a lot of space between apartments, especially he doesn't seem to be a rich, well to do man. So like his neighbors have to smell this through the vent. Oh yeah. Well, well, and it also looks like he has an basement apartment, so you know that smell rises. Oh, it's got to be awful. I can't imagine the, the smelly scalp mannequins. And it's like, man, this guy, his apartment is like 20 feet by 20 feet. It, even if that, I don't even know if it's that big. And well, we only ever see the one room, right? Like the main room slash bedroom. We never well, see any more of it. I think that's the only room. Uh, okay. I'm pretty sure it's one of those just teeny tiny shitty apartments in New York. Here, you can sleep. Yeah, yeah, you you can sleep. There's a sink that kind of works, but I wouldn't drink the water. Yes. Um what well, okay, uh next we see that uh Frank is following Tom Zavini in his date. Yeah. Um, disco in boy and disco girl in the car, it, yeah. Yeah, this time he's not on foot. He's following them from leaving the club. And I believe they park under the Brooklyn Bridge. Look like it. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the Brooklyn Bridge where Tom Savini and his date go to park and make out and whatnot. This is and, the most horror part of the movie, if you ask me too. Yeah, it's really creepy. Um, I love how it's set up there. I mean, it has a great gore scene at the very end. Oh yeah. Um, and just the someone's out there thing and all that. You know, classic. I won't even call it a trope because it works so well, but. Yeah, like he, uh, Tom Savini gets his date into like the back seat, and then like you see like Frank like peeking over the window, like an eight year old boy, like watching Tom them. Savini also very rapey, nearly. He does not understand the words no. He's like, no, come on, it's fine, no one's there. Yeah, but baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> <laughs> What's in this drink? <laughs> exactly. Um, um where like yeah they uh she finally is like no we need to stop we need to stop there's someone out there he's finally like fine sigh i'll take you home and they get in the car they get back into the front seat turn on the lights and there's frank standing there with a shotgun yeah just staring dead at them and like what a reveal yeah uh tom savini's and there's like um like fog in the background behind him and it's at night it's really creepy yeah, it looks like a poster shot. I know it wasn't, but like that that would be a po- at least a back of the VHS tape shot. Yeah, one of like the uh promo photos they would use to sell the movie, which that would have yeah. had me 100%. Yeah, it looks wild. But um uh Tom Savini's eyes get like huge. Joe Spinell jumps up onto the hood of the car in this like great slow-mo shot and it's actually Tom Savini blowing his own head off in the movie oh really yes because the uh tom savini made the mannequin of himself to have the head explode and he's like i want to be the person to shoot my own head off that makes sense you don't see um frank's face at all when no. this is happening so tom savini is the guy that blows his own head off in the movie 
um, kind of therapeutic. And I also something I learned during the uh, interview Joe Bob was doing with Tom Savini about the movie. I guess it's illegal to fire a gun in New York City. I at least at that time it was. Huh. So they had like 30 seconds to shoot that scene of him shooting the mannequin to where then Tom Savini tossed the gun to an off-duty cop and they were out of there within like 30 seconds to a minute. Oh, wow. That's wild because the scene turned out so good. And another, yeah, it really did. That's, it, where it, that's like, my favorite effect in this is right there. Yeah, that head explode is really great. Like I've never seen scanners, but I've always, of course, seen that shot of the guy's head exploding. Yeah. Like that's a famous like scene you see all the time. It's right up there with that. Oh, I agree. Um, I do want to point out real quick the music in this movie I really enjoy, at least for the most part. There was one where it gets real weird later, but I really like the old creepy like nails on chalkboard keyboard music we get throughout this. Oh yeah, it's very fitting with how uneasy the entire movie feels. Yeah. Um and the, there's still the girl in the car and I'm like, oh, we're getting this effect again, but not so much. No, let's see. What does he even... Let's see here in the... Okay, so yeah, he shoots Tom Savini. After killing him, he just kind of shoots the woman and then... Yeah, through the window, no yeah. effect shown. Yeah, that's it. Um, And this is where we get what you're talking about, because he's back home listening to the radio report about himself and talking to himself and being insane. Yeah. Uh, also, real quick fun fact about that last scene... Yeah, um, that car and uh, Tom Savini's mannequin is actually at the bottom of the river <laughs> under oh, that no bridge. Shit. Yeah, they just dump the car there because they're like, we need to get out of here quick and we can't take this bloody car all throughout New York City. So they literally <laughs> pushed it into the river. So there that car is sitting at the bottom of the river there with like a it's probably be just like a wire mesh body now. Yeah, but it's still I there. How gorilla-like was this movie? Like, the way they're filming it and everything. That sounds wild, like a fun time. And uh, something I've found with the kind of movies I like, and it's not even like I do this on purpose, it just always seems to be the thing of the more gorilla the movie and the, like, harder shit they had making it, the better, the more I like it and the better it seems to turn out. Well, a lot of times, because then they're, like, kind of fighting for this movie. It's more of a project to love, then they're going to take better care of it. Yeah, it's more of like they actually like really put their heart and soul into it and they don't do like a slumber party massacre too. Oh, good God. Where we have to mention that movie every show. I'm I'm about to leave. I don't need to be doing this right now. Yeah, don't puke, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> um Well, like I said, where he's back at the apartment and like talking to himself, listening to the radio report, and then it gets real weird. Because he handcuffs himself to one of the mannequins in bed and goes to sleep. Yeah, which... Um, oh, not goes to sleep. Never mind. I wish he went to sleep. I, I, this... I remember him handcuffing himself to the mannequin, which I always... Which now, like, after watching the movie so many times, and now I'm, like, reading way into everything, I'm like, oh, it's because he's afraid of losing people. So he's like, even this mannequin might leave me. No, I think you're spot on. That's how I got from it, too. Like, it's, you can't leave now. Right. But then he's humping the mannequin. That's right. Oh, yeah, that's right. I, I, I almost forgot that camera shot. I wish I would have. Yeah, there were, were, yeah, there's, once again, Joe Spinell, which, amazing actor, great writer, great producer. Fuck, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did I not need to be humping on stuff. 
No, especially like the angle was like just his butt moving in and out. I'm like, no. Yeah, and it's like tiny little humps. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> to the point that I said, I think he's humping it. <laughs> I wasn't like sure. He's like trying to like work his way up through it. Well, he doesn't want to be too pushy with the mannequin. I mean, it's uh, okay. How many dates have they been on? Do you think? Not that many. I don't know. Yeah, he. I don't even know if he's bought the mannequin dinner yet. He's bought the baby doll crackers, but. Well, that's huh. their, that might be their child. Who knows? Oh, okay. I see. Good God, what are we doing? <laughs> Which, I, I have to go like okay, real quick because we jump all around. That just made yeah. me think of something at the very end when he thinks like in his mind all the mannequins come to life and like kind of attack him. Yeah, I would have loved a shot like over to the bird cage and if they had just put a baby in the bird cage and it's just sitting there like just angry at the yeah, bars like, like smashing it like with its hands like <laughs> let me out thing yeah <laughs> i just thought of that that would have been i would have lost it at that shot that like, would have been amazing oh my fuck what else can this movie do <laughs> um we get he after this we get like another weird camera shot where it's on the swing set but he's in a park walking around looking I'm assuming for his next victims. Yeah, which, um, yeah, there's, like, the boy and the girl, like, uh, like the little boy and the little girl, like, swinging on the swing set, and then they go kind of running off, and is it the little right, boy? the parents tell them not to, and they leave, and I'm like, oh, no, he's gonna kill the two kids, isn't he? Well, I don't know if he wouldn't have if he hadn't been seen by that photographer lady. Yeah, good point. He very well may have, like, that might have been in his mind, but he was captured on camera. He but definitely, the girl yeah. rides into him and just like the sorry mister you just get him to say be careful little girl not uh, uh, be careful little girl yeah uh. <laughs> i think frank has like copd or something he has to yeah there's no way um but then like you say he sees a photographer take a picture of him and he goes when she's taking more pictures and gets her address off of her camera bag which is that? Is she the same photographer that we see later with the models? It would yeah. have to be, right? Yeah, it's her. Okay. Um, and then yeah, we get this weird cut of him staring at mannequins. After that, to this weird like Game of Thrones, Legend of Zelda music, like flute music, <laughs> while he's looking at mannequins. Yeah. Well, it, this is a, it's a grand adventure in his mind. Like, oh, look exactly. at all my new moms. It was like a fantasy like score playing behind him. I'm like. What is this music right now? Are you going to be my mom? Or are you going to be my mom? <laughs> and then, as that's going on, there's a hospital nearby that nurses get off shift and the one's walking home by herself. And he starts stalking her, obviously. And um, as, like, because Liz plays Among Us all the time, I don't know if you've heard of that. Oh, I've played Among Us, yeah. Uh, he's being very sus. Yeah, that, being real that, sus right now. That's my, uh my uh hot take for the my hot line for the moment that's my that's you're, you're with lingo the youth. <laughs> with the new hip kids while we're talking about maniac i don't think among us is that new anymore it's not no it's been out for a good while now oh god damn it <laughs> frank's looking real sus right now yeah he's looking real sus i, I wonder if they're gonna vote him out is that what you do <laughs> yeah frank was not the imposter oh uh, he's not the imposter Oh, he was, but... No. But, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Enough of this! What are you doing? You're getting me all off track I'm again. I'm to derail us completely. I see this. Uh, 
well, she's like, um, com- well, Frank is being like the, like I was saying, the most suspicious he could be. He has like this toboggan pulled way down. He has his jacket all the way, like zipped up to the neck with the collar popped. <laughs> yeah. He looks like an old timey, like detective, like, Hey, looks like the body was found like a reporter or the original Ninja Turtles movie, Raphael's disguise when he goes to see critters. Okay. That's exactly the way he's dressed right here. Where like yeah, they're following. It's almost like a they're almost like half sprinting after each other, kinda. But like she's still trying not to be like I don't see you. Maybe she'll he'll go away. Yeah. But uh, she misses her train and then goes running away again when he kind of when she like sees him kind of coming down the subway stairs. Yeah. And um, she goes and hides in a bathroom, which he walks into and walks out of almost immediately. And then she's immediately like kind of loud. <laughs> I think there was a sound, wasn't there? Like, there was a noise, I think, grabbed his attention that made him think she wasn't in that bathroom. It was something like that, where, like, yeah, he kind of did, like, a quick sweep and then, like, left. Well, she comes out of the stall and thinks everything's fine. But Frank has this fucking giant bayonet sword yeah. knife and stabs the fuck out of her. Yeah, what? Where, why does he have this? Well, He's not in the Civil War doing Pickett's Charge? What the hell is going on? To be fair, I was watching this. I was like, who the fuck has a bayonet? Then I'm like, I have a bayonet. Oh, fair point. <laughs> My grandfather gave it to me from the war. <laughs> they do the perfect what we've talked about. I don't even think on Mike, but when we were watching a movie, uh, Jennifer's Body, and we were talking about, they do the look in the mirror, nothing's there. Camera goes down, goes back up, he's there thing. Yeah, there's Joe Spinell, which is, I mean... God, to, to look away and then look back and Joe Spinell is that close to you? Man. <laughs> Alright, so this next part bro, is where I have to tear the movie apart a bit. I apologize. Well, um, real quick, I have a little piece of trivia about this oh, scene as well. Give me the trivia. Um, do you know that New York City has a subway station that's specifically only for movies? No, but that makes sense. Think about how many there are. Yeah, that's for like, um, yeah, all the subway scenes, like, even if they're like the trains running, it'll run like back and forth. I think like, I don't know exactly how far it's not too far, but, um, no, like, so they don't fuck up like, uh, what's it called? Yeah. Your schedules, schedules like your routes and, and everything. Yeah. Think how annoyed you'd be if you go down and they're, oh, they're shooting a movie. Now you have to find another way to work. Yeah. Someone's trying to get home at 5 PM and fuck Joe Spinell was fucking stabbing a lady. I need to go around. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so this next ahead. scene, Brett. Yes. He goes to the photographer who took his picture's house. Oh, yeah. Cause remember he got her address off the bag, right? Knocks on the door. She answers. May I help you? You know, general, she's being friendly. He's like, hi, uh, you took my picture at the park today. Oh yes, come in. Well, um, I thought. Oh, fuck. I thought. Doesn't she almost greet him at the door? She's like Frank. No, no. The, he introduces himself then. Which, okay. like, oh yes, I remember you. Like I just went through that picture. You, why does the thought of how do you know where I live not enter your head? Yeah, where like I was wondering that. Like, how does he get to the? That's one of the parts in this movie. I also agree. I was like, what the fuck. Is yeah, the, how does he get all of a sudden to like be friends with this photography, like this uh, photography lady who takes pictures of models? Yeah, it is. That's just batshit wild. That's not even poor judgment because no one has that poor of judgment. That's bad writing there. Like he didn't accidentally bump into her somewhere and be like, oh, I think I recognize you. He went to her house. Well, especially being this is like the 
late 70s, early 80s in New York City, and she's a single woman living alone. Like, it's And the news is already say. talking about the murders. Yeah, it's, it's already to... big news. Yeah, it's everyone knows what's going on. People are talking about it. Yeah. And it's terrible to say, but ladies back then were not that safe. No, it, it wasn't a safe time then at all. No, that's not pulling any stretches especially in an environment like that that's terrible yeah, why would she, you do that she looks like she let the man that looks like the character caricature of a serial killer into her house yes and then they proceed to have wine and she even leaves him alone for a minute to go get stuff yeah i was gonna say oh, uh, uh i guess she, this actress was a former bond girl oh okay i think this is oh did you see her name as well uh cassandra or something no, anna Oh, the actual character's name, yeah. Yeah. I saw yeah. that, and I was like, oh, uh, Greg and Anna. No, Anna doesn't watch this shit with me. No. There's no chance I'd be getting her to watch Maniac. Well, I know every, like, if I, like, if one of the characters' name was Liz, every single time, like, they would say the name, I would just stare at her. She's like, I know, that's my name. Very good. <laughs> there are others with this name. Um, yeah, but he's, uh, yeah, he kind of, okay, so, well, that goes from... He's talking to her in the apartment, and then do they set up the date then? Yes, and you know what the crazy thing is? He's actually doing really well at being, like, a sophisticated, normal, like, guy. Like, he's doing well. This guy could have a completely normal life, and I almost think that was on purpose to show he could be completely normal if he wanted. It's almost at this point, it seems like he might be trying maybe a little bit to be normal, because he doesn't kill her right away like he usually does. Yeah, that's what I thought we were going to see happen. Yeah. Um, and she agrees to go on a date right now. Yeah, like, yeah, it's like, okay, uh, how about right now? Yeah, that's perfect. It's like, what the fuck? Like, she's this, like, boned up about Frank. <laughs> and on this first date that they're on, they're at, like, some diner or something. Yeah. Um, She starts talking about some guy she was working with, and Frank gets this look on his face. She's like, oh, Frank, are you jealous? This man just walked into your life. If he's getting jealous about guys that you happen to know, get the fuck out. And then he proceeds to n like not shut up about his mother. Yes. This is the the most classic red flag. Th this man is just made of red flags. Where I like to think that she's like has like the glasses half full kind of personality where she's like, "Oh, he's kind of like a mama's boy." Like, "Oh, that's good." He, like that means he's like He'll be good to me, and he's good to well, his mother. She's not wrong. He kind of is a mama's boy in a very fucked up, deranged way. Yeah, in a way that he goes and, like, cries at her grave. Yeah. Um, we find out, yeah, because we find out his mom died in a car crash and all that. And all of a sudden, they have their second date set up, because he's going to her art show on Thursday. Yeah, is this where, um, is this when he shows up while she's doing the photo shoot? That's the next scene after they agree to okay. that. He brings a bear to her work. Which I love this scene so much, where it's just Frank sitting there with a stuffed animal on his lap, just staring at women and grunting to himself. Well, and the guy, like, who's the boss who's running the shoot, doesn't seem to care for Frank at all. No, he's like, I don't, okay, catch up with your friend later, we need to take more pictures. Yeah, and then... You're right, this is strange. It's grown serial killer man holding a teddy bear staring at these girls modeling, grunting. Like, 15 minutes ago, Tom Tavini's head was exploding. This yes. does not feel like the same movie anymore. No, this is this is went straight rom-com on us for a minute here. Yes. 
Um, and this part, I, I missed and I rewound to catch it. He steals a model's necklace before he leaves. Yeah, and he does it, like, right in front of them. He walks right up to where she took the necklace off, right in front of all of them, where they all see him, takes it, and then goes and sits right back down. Yeah, it's not even like a, oh, I'm going to the restroom, like, swipe this on the way. It's stand up, I'll take this, sit back down. It's like he take he he almost like takes it and like holds it up to his face and like swings it around while he's going back down like. <laughs> <laughs> um. So that was actually a clever way to set this up, because, uh, we have him show up to her house that model because he found her necklace. Yeah, because she was kind of like because she wanted to wear it during the photo shoot because what it was her mother's I believe she was saying so it was like really sentimental to her. Uh, you're paying more attention than me at this point. I don't well, know. I love this movie so much. This is one of those movies I'll watch like two or three times a year. Yeah. I love it. Um, But he brings it back to give her, give it back to her. And he like tapes the lock shut while talking to her. F- Frank is fearless. Well, that's almost like um that also like leads to like serial killer tropes. Like how like uh, Ed Kemper, the co-ed killer, used to do similar type things with his car door. Yeah. Where he would, like, slip a thing of chapstick under the latch so, like, they couldn't open the door anymore. Yeah. So, like, that kind of shit does happen, like... What is it, Ed Kemper? It's scary it makes me miss fun how, her. like, slight a hand it goes. Oh, yeah, it's, like, evil magicians. <laughs> That's... Oh, yeah. And your scalp is gone. Yes. We get, like, 40 seconds of her just sitting in the bathtub, and it's not like a... Here, she's hot. We're going to give you a nudity scene. I don't think it's that even. Just 40 seconds of her sitting in the bathtub. Yeah, it's almost just like a like a, just a little slice of her life right there, which made my mind kind of start to wander. And I was like, bathtubs are really weird. It's just like this bucket of water that you're setting inside, inside your house. That's how long yeah. the scene went on for as I'm like starting to like, wow, bathtubs are kind of odd, aren't they? You start breaking down the logistics of a bathtub. You're like, well, yeah. why do we do this? I'm like, it is kind of weird. We're just sitting in a pool of water in our own house. Oh, Frank's killing people. Yeah. Uh, Frank is in the house, obviously. He tackles her this time. This is the most like physical kill I think we've seen from him. Yeah, and he's also wearing a mask, which I don't really think he's done a whole lot yet. You no, he hasn't. People. And he doesn't kill her right away, too, which makes me think, like, is he doubting like does he want to do this or not well it's almost like well i would say he's more of a um a product for well yeah more of a product killer than a process killer he doesn't seem to enjoy the killing but yeah, he, he cries and pukes afterwards he wants the body but he hates doing what he has to do to get the body uh, so I I almost take it as the jeffrey dahmer thing where he tried to make the living zombies by dumping bleach in the people's skull this is turned into way more of a character study than I imagined, but I'm enjoying it. Oh yeah, well this is I I, I love this movie. <laughs> and so the next scene, she's tied to her bed and gagged, and Frank talks to her like she's his mom. Like I found you. You look and sound different, but I found you. You can't escape me this time. It's so fucking weird. Because then he kills her. Does he stab her? Am I correct? Yeah, he um. He's like, I promise I'm not going to hurt you, and immediately takes out a switchblade. Yeah. And he's, like, pressing it against her chest, but it's almost like that's the first sex scene in the room where, like, Tommy Wiseau is aiming way too high on the woman. 
he's like humping the knife into her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He calls her mommy and he does the weird hump thing again. Yeah, he's just like moaning back and forth and mommy. And yeah, her scalp is the next mannequin. Yeah, and scalps. Um, this is, he reverts. Uh, he gets home and he reverts to like a childlike state once he gets back home this time. I was going to say, did you see his old school flash hat? Yes. With the wings on the side. I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I want that hat. They're like, oh man, that's a collector's item, Frank. Don't get blood on it. Exactly. Get get this dead body gunk away from it. They're, they're going to need to fumigate the place. They're going to ruin the hat. But he's like playing with like old, old, like tin toys, which I don't know if they're supposed to be his toys from when he was little or are they just toys that he found? Because like, I took it as they were his from when he was little. Like one of them was like a broken snow globe. Like, yeah, that makes even more. For or that maybe case. like some of like he had like some of his own toys and then he found other ones on the street. And I don't know. Huh. It's an interesting thought. I'm not positive. But yeah, he's but, like playing with these old toys and he's shooting a BB gun into the wall while he continues to moan. <laughs> yeah, it's it's strange. He really like goes full on child. It's strange. Um, he goes to pick up Anna to go to the show. He says, I gotta pick you up to go to a show. But then he calls it dinner. It's very confusing. Yeah, and they uh like while he's like picking her up, they're talking about um Rita's funeral, who's just that last person that he killed. Yeah, and he went. And he went to her funeral. What a piece of shit. He's like, Yeah, it was a beautiful service. It's like fucker. <laughs> yeah. You're the reason for the season. What the hell? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he says, Do you mind if we stop by my mother's grave to pay respects? Which and... I'm like if I'm her, I'm like why can't this wait until later? Or why didn't you do it before? Why do I have to go with you? Yeah, it's... There's nothing wrong with it, especially if you're actually in a real relationship eventually. But at this point, where they basically, even though they act like it, they're not, but they're basically strangers still. That's weird. This is like their third date. Their third date included a funeral. And only the only the first date that she was aware of before it happened. Yeah. Oh, whatever. Um, they stop by to pay respects. He starts crying and going mad, and he just tries to strangle her. It's almost like he was like, "I wonder if I can help myself, um, not like do anything and be this close to my mother's grave." Where like, because at first he's almost like trying to keep it together, it seemed, and then he's just like, "Oh God!" And then he starts crying more and more, and then just like starts fucking strangling her. Yeah. And this this is where it's picking up. This is like the big climax of the movie here, yeah. pretty much. Um, she gets away and starts running through the graveyard, and because she injured his arm with a shovel, the world's sharpest shovel. Nope, I gotta go hatchet where it takes that guy's legs off. Oh, that's true. But I've got this shovel goes through like his his coat is thick as fuck. Yeah, it's like a Carhartt. It goes through the coat, his flannel shirt. And then his arm, like, pretty severely. Yes. And then he's chasing after and everything, but he falls down and starts having flashbacks about his mom locking him in the closet. And this is the first time we really get his whole story. We've had little hints at it, but this is where it's really showing, here's why Frank's fucked up. Yeah, because you're literally hearing, like, the voiceover of his mother going, get in the closet, you're a bad boy. Yeah, so I'm assuming she's a hooker turning tricks and locks him in the closet. Yeah, that's exactly it. 
Okay. Well, I and well that also leads to um when he killed Rita, he's like, "Why'd you go with those men? Cuz yeah. they gave you some dollars." But exactly. They but they didn't <laughs> love you. <laughs> this Okay. Here's where I'm like, "Oh, they're doing a big swerve because <laughs> Zombie Mom reaches up from the ground to strangle him." And she looks straight out of City of the Living Dead. Yes. It's like fu- it's not Romero gray zombie. It's fucking there's worms coming out of the eyeballs. There's gray green skin that's oozing. Yeah. It's really well done. And it it is a hallucination, thankfully, cuz I I might have had to start knocking major points off for that one. But, like, but it were it was a great effect. It was fun, but I'm like, okay, good, it's a hallucination. The last 10 minutes they're like, okay, now we introduce zombies. Exactly. How batshit insane would that be? But that would have been pretty cool. Where then, like the last ten minutes is him, like all of a sudden becoming the hero, and like, oh my god, it's like you know at the end of Bill and Ted's bogus journey, where it's all the newspaper things of like them being heroes and like saving the world. It's that. Oh, they did that with. (laughs) Oh, that would have been fun. I would watch your cut of the movie. Hero maniac, you know. The maniac hero. Um, <laughs> here, here he is at the press conference right now. We're going live, mommy. Okay, starts humping the podium. Did they give you some dollars? Oh, look at him! He's so brave. <laughs> give him another lady. He wants another lady. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is this? Oh, this is where the zombie shit gets even more wild because he goes back home, and we touched on this earlier. The mannequins come back to life. As yeah, which, the actresses who played that their scalped pieces and fucking kill him. Which is fucking badass, because, like, they kind of start, like, you see, like, when he first goes in, like, the mannequin on the bed is, like, he sees her as, like, a person. Yeah. And then he's kind of looking around, and you, like, you see them move, like, a little bit, and he kind of does a double take. And, um, yeah, when they, then they all kind of start coming to life and, like, grabbing weapons and just screaming. <laughs> Yeah, they start ripping them apart, like, zombie style. Yeah. On the bed. And it's so cool, because obviously, you almost forget, because of all the bat shit that's going on. I'm like, oh, his reign of terror is going to be coming to an end, because Anna got away. Right. Yeah, so, she's going to go and tell the police what's going on. They're going to come to his apartment, see everything. Exactly. And so the cops do show up to his apartment and the way they play off the zombies killing him is he stabbed himself and that was just going on in his head. Yeah. Which I want to say whenever like they do the, um, the effects once again of the mannequin zombies killing Frank is just so great. Like this, when they stab him in the stomach and the blood just like splatters everywhere. It's not that yeah. great 70s techno blood that I love, but it's some pretty awesome blood. It's that syrupy blood. Yeah. And uh, which Tom Zavini is a little bit more known for in the 80s. Um, it, well, it looks a little more realistic, to be does. honest, but it's not as cool. Uh, um, I his love- eyes open, though. Oh, go ahead, Brad. What? Oh, no, I want to say, and he gets his head ripped off. Oh, yeah. How great and bloody is that? Where, like, it's all, it reminds me kind of the. Um, kind of like the uh scene from the thing when the guy's head like uh morphs down into the alien but it's like dripping down oh yeah it's fucking disgusting i love it you hear like the vocal cords like go up high real quick like for a split second yeah like i think they did that in day of the dead as well when they i think they ripped someone's head off in that they must have i don't remember 
but yeah, that was so much great blood and like, yeah, they just, it, I didn't, it doesn't look like there's supposed to be that much blood in a person. <laughs> no, uh, but there honestly probably is. There's like an insane amount. Oh yeah. There's a lot. The cops find him. They stabbed himself. Eyes open credits. Yeah. Eyes open. Uh, maniac. Big yes. red letters, which I always love that, like we said in the Cabin in the Woods episode, that like splash at the very end of the movie with the title again. Yeah. I love it. I have it in my notes. It's like, uh, 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 we see that Frank has actually killed himself. The mannequins didn't do it. He stabbed himself in the gut. But then his eyes open. Maniac. Credits. Yeah. <laughs> is, I wish we got like that at the beginning, too. But the way they opened made sense that they didn't. Yeah. Um. So before we get to all of our end of show stuff, like kill counts, what we're doing next, all that stuff, ratings. Oh, I mean, kill counts and ratings. Do you want to know what we're doing next week, everybody? Yes. Uh, what are we doing next week, Greg? I am very, very happy to say next week is Critters. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, kill the Krites. Yeah, kill Krites. 1986, Critters. I have no idea if this is streaming anywhere because I have a copy of it and I watched it. I, Do you have, have any idea? I have the uh, I have the collection, um, the DVD collection. I think you can get it at Walmart, like all four Critters movies for like twenty bucks. But let me see. If I don't even think it's that much because that's where I got too. Yeah, it's not much at all. Like I think Shout Factory put out a box set and that's like seventy dollars. And I'm like, Critters is awesome, but Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, I'm not dropping seventy for four Critters movies. It looks like right now it's not streaming anywhere. Okay, but you can so find a copy of Critters. You you should have seen it by now. Yeah, it's um, you can rent it or like use. It, this is definitely a series I would recommend buying and owning because you're going to want to watch these. And I can't speak for everyone, but in general, I think a lot of people have seen Critters, so it's not going to be that hard if you don't watch it right before. Exactly. So what else do we got to do? Um. Well. Uh, we got a new, um, you came up with a new idea for rating instead of just being like, oh, four stars is to like actually make it a little bit more fun where we do it, I would say out of 10 and then we pick a thing from the movie and rate it that many of the thing. Okay. So what would the thing for Maniac be? I would say scalps. Okay. So zero despicable, barely even a movie, 10, the perfect movie, 10 perfect scalps. I would give it eight scalps. Eight scalps. I would give it eight bloody, bloody, blonde scalps. I'm going six and a half scalps. Okay. That's still good. I, I liked it, but I can't put it at an eight. Eight's right. reserved for damn near perfect. Yeah, which I see. So that half scalp is like cut. He didn't get the cut right. You know right. what I mean? Which, it's still smelly, but. That weird kind of middle scene after Tom Savini's head explodes and then he kind of starts going on dates is really weird. Yeah, that's, but, it It dips in the middle. It starts strong, dips, and strong. So I'm okay with it. I still right. like it a lot. Uh, where are we at on the kill count? Our kill count. So last week we did Jennifer's Body, which brought our kill count to 233. For those who don't know, the Throbbing with Horror kill count counts every death from all the movies we've seen. So tallied up together. You want to take a guess for Maniac where we end up from 233. From 233, there was a good number of kills in this movie. There was. I'm going to say 242. Oh, overshot it just a little. 240. Okay. So seven? Yep, seven kills. Nice. 
which is not bad for a low budget movie like this. I think it was only like three hundred and fifty thousand. Well, no, there's some movies I love that have a zero count. It just depends yeah. on how the movie is. Well, yeah, look at Krampus. Exactly, I had none. And uh, Slumber Party Massacre too, which I can't say the same, but that had none. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, yep, we are now sitting at two hundred and forty. Nice, nice, even number. I like that. Yeah, that'll be easy to guess for the next one then. But yeah, I was I was really excited to talk about this movie today. I love this one. Oh yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. We got Critters next week. What else is going on? You watching anything fun? Uh, let's see what I've been watching. I've still been just yeah, you know, watch Mystery Science Theater constantly. Anymore yeah. on Pluto TV, they just have the channel. I just rewind that all the time. Um, Ed and Eddie got put on HBO Max. It did. I sent you a picture yesterday. I was watching that in Dexter's lab. Which uh, I was like, me and Liz have been watching this every night for like the last like few nights. It's just like, oh my god, I lo- I forgot how great Ed and Eddie was. That that era of cartoons, I really liked a lot. Yeah, that, and I love the animation. It's the humor's great. It doesn't feel like a kids show. No, which is, all great cartoons don't. No, kids will love it, but it doesn't feel only made for them. Which there's some cartoons like I've gone back to, like that I loved as a kid, and gone back to and been like, oh, I can't watch this anymore. Like, yeah. I'll say Fairly Odd Parents. I can't really go back and watch it anymore. It's just too kiddy. I never really got on the train for that one when I was a kid, so I can't speak to it. But now, like Johnny Bravo, is still amazing. <laughs> oh yeah, is that on? Did that get added to HBO as well? That I'm not sure. Uh, okay. Well. I just been watching See No Evil 2 because for some reason I hate myself. <laughs> but that I really want to watch it though, because ever since you said Daniel Harris is in it, I'm you piqued my interest. Oh yeah, it's something I had to see. Cause I didn't know it existed. I remember the first one, which is on the schedule for like a year from now. Yeah. Um the first one I saw, and I just never knew they made a sequel to it until like a week ago. Yeah, I had no idea either. Like I knew about the first one because I that's I think it came out like around the time I was still watching wrestling. Yeah. So I knew about it, but I had no idea there was a second. Yeah. There might, there probably shouldn't have been, but what did you say? That's on Tubi. Yeah. Okay. Might be on shutter then too. Did we say what we watched maniac on? Uh, I watched it on Tubi. Okay. I watched it on shutter. Okay. Okay. Well, if we did, it's a little late for you guys. If you didn't see. Yeah. Um, well, if you don't have anything else, man, no, I'm I'm all set. All right, uh, check out our Twitter, um, at Throbbing Horror. Uh, check out our Instagram and TikTok, um, at Throbbing with Horror. Which our TikTok is actually doing pretty decent. Like we have that's because I have no, that's because I have no nothing to do with it <laughs> because I would wreck that into the ground. I would try to be funny and everyone would hate it. Well, all I do is just like I have my old V VCR and I just tape the movies I'm watching. Yeah, and just put that up there, which I have an Army of Darkness clip on here that has like 15,000 views. I viewed it. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm doing good, but yeah, it has 304 followers, so it's a lot of fun. Good. Um, Then check out Greg on uh, Ruthless Retrospective and Geek Positive. Yeah, we just recorded our 2020, was it a good or a bad year for wrestling episode? And then we recorded Mando Season 2 for Geek Positive, so both those will be coming out. Oh, well, nice. actually, guys... we're we're way ahead on here, so those will have already been out by the yeah. time they're in this. Yeah, I'm looking. You guys talked about Mandalorian season two. Yeah, oh, I'm looking forward to listening to that. I love that season. Yeah, that was a fun show to do. 
all right, man. Well, uh, you guys have a good one. And uh, after this movie, your brain has been left throbbing with horror.